every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students. To belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, our 10th episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mike Falkenstein, and I'm here again with... Ken Watmore. Uh, Ken, how are you doing today? Doing great, Mike. This is a, what a great day. Yeah, yeah it really is. <laughs> yeah, a- we're, uh, we're continuing to, uh, to plug along with our, our uh, podcast and our series. And, you know, we're uh, actually here on a, a Monday morning, so it always feels like kind of a new, new start to the week and excited to see God at work. And so it's been fun to, to, to be refreshed over the weekend. And now we're here at the, the beginning of a new week. And boy, I'm sure excited about this uh, latest episode. You know, we had this, what we were calling our, our once a year episode, which was uh, sort of our call to the, the Great Commission and folks to, to be involved. And now we sort of follow that up with uh, what we would call sort of the resources to fulfill the Great Commission episode. And boy, it's been fun to see the reaction that we've gotten online from our uh, last episode. And it's kind of fun to be involved in this way, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, it, you know, I had mentioned after that as- episode as well, it, it's encouraging and challenging, you know, to me, I, I guess to you, I, I you definitely, know, uh, I think that going through this process, uh, we talked a lot about self-examination, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, I think that I, you know, I find myself in that place a lot, uh, just, just trying to be accountable to what is God doing in my life and, and how is he, uh, using me, my family to, you know, to be part of this this command, mm-hmm. uh, and we are a part of it, right? It's it's something that we participate in. Um, so it's a, yeah, it's encouraging, and I, and I love where we're going. So that's great. great. That's great. Yeah, me too. So uh, so we we get started with this latest episode, and if you uh, the only thing I'll say before we start, you know, we're here now at episode ten, which by the way is is kind of cool that we've made it to episode ten. If you're just listening to us for the first time, might I might I just encourage you to go back to at least episode nine and listen to that because this is really part two of a two-part series. In episode nine, we both, uh, Ken and I, just tried really hard to to encourage people to be involved in uh, Great Commission work. And so now uh, the episode 10, that the number two part of that really is, okay, Mike, I, I kind of understand that, but how do we actually fulfill the Great Commission and what are the, some of the resources? And so Ken, we've got nine things that we're going to cover. What I'll say right off the bat is for, I think most of the nine, you know, on the, on my website, the MikeFalkenstein.com website, when you go to the podcast uh, page, uh, particularly if you're listening to this via iTunes or another podcast uh, piece of software or app, uh, go to my website because I'll have links to 
a lot of this, resources. So as we talk about these uh, nine things, nine resources, nine ways to fulfill the Great Commission, you know, we'll have uh, links to a lot of this. And so, Ken, you know, first place that I go in terms of resources slash places to go is kind of the first two have to do with prayer. And hopefully, you know, prayer is where we start everything. Yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah, kind of any endeavor that we yeah, do. Yeah. Right. And so, prayer is a spiritual discipline that hopefully uh, folks who call themselves followers of Jesus are doing. And it is a resource too, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. So what we're really trying to do as we pray, uh, particularly about Great Commission fulfillment, is to say, Lord, whatever it is, however it is that you want me to be involved, boy, just show me. And I guess I would add to that that piece a you know spending time in the Word, mm-hmm. uh, in the Bible, and prayer, uh, which you know our number one and our number two pieces are similar. So number one, I have. Just spend time alone uh, with God in prayer. And then number two, even take that a step farther and do what I would call kind of a an extended time with God. So there's times that we're with the Lord in what a lot of a lot of Christians call a quiet time, which is a lot of times a 20 to 30 minute time. But boy, there's just something about getting extended time with the Lord in a sort of hour or two clips where you know, what I often find is I spend extended time with the Lord like that is, you know, the first 45 minutes or so as I'm praying, <laughs> a lot of times it's just me trying to connect with the Lord and get out a lot of the, what I'd call kind of mental noise, right? Mm. We're just, we've got all kinds of things going on in our lives and, you know, just trying to kind of, okay, I really want to connect with you, Lord, and kind of leave behind the work and the, you know, what's going on with my family and maybe at church or whatever, but You know, in order for us to really communicate maybe with the Lord, I just feel like that's pretty important. So, Ken, I know that you're a man of prayer. Tell me a little bit about kind of what you find as you spend time with the Lord in prayer. You know, it's funny because when you talked about that first segment of time in prayer, whether it's quiet time or that uh, even extended time, there are so many distractions. And I, you know, often I have asked God, why can't I clear all this stuff out of my head? I mean, mm-hmm. I'll be in prayer and uh, and have things leak into my prayer time that I'm thinking and go, oh, I got to not think about that right now. And it's a cry out to the Lord, which is goes back to you mentioning that prayer is our resource because God is our resource. God's our greatest resource. He's you. He is going to be our greatest resource to do the work that he wants us to do. That's He's right. not going to throw you out there and leave you hanging, whether it be your family, your vocation, you know, your uh, social circles. Um, these are all pieces of God's work, right? Right. And he's not going to uh, just leave us hanging. If we ask him, he's, he's, a, he's the best resource we have. And that comes through our prayer time with him, through that extended time. And I do note that I have that period that I really need to clear out stuff. And a lot of times I have to, uh, in prayer, continually go back to God saying, you know, I, I, I don't want these, you know, things of work to come into my head while I'm praying, God, can you help me get them <laughs> That's out? Right. You know, cause my That's mind's right. spinning all the time. So, That's right. um, and then I find that after time, uh, God settles me down and, uh, gives me the opportunity to, to listen, um, which is one thing I don't 
always do well. I think we probably all maybe wrestle with that a little bit, but part of the keys to great prayer is recognizing that this is communication with God and uh, there's time for him to be involved in the communication. It's not a one-sided deal. You know? That's right. Yeah. yeah hopefully. Yeah, hopefully that's yeah. true. So uh, in relation to these these two resources, probably what I'll probably do um well, what I'll definitely do is I will put some put some websites on uh, some links on here because you know knowing how to pray most effectively is important. Uh, I use a a model of prayer that's just called the Acts model, and so it's as you're praying, your your adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, and so just going through that. Uh, I'll also put some resources on the website about having an extended time, but. You know, Ken, I'll just really agree with you that, yeah, he is, God is our greatest resource. And so if we really want to know, uh, and I would just add too, by the way, that prayer is sort of a listen, listening to God and being able to hear God is kind of a learned yeah. uh, process too, right? So yeah. it is actually something that takes practice and takes time. And so uh, we move on from there. So we're, we're going to God first. We have a couple of uh, what, what I would call kind of testing resources. And I would just encourage in sort of the number three resource that we would uh, encourage folks to consider would be a spiritual gifts test. And I mention that because uh, you know, there are a number of spiritual gifts that the Lord gives you as you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I would just say for me, knowing uh, what my spiritual gifts are has just been such a great way for me to, to find Great Commission fulfillment, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be the guy that's, you know, doing certain things, but I'm going to be the guy that's doing things that, you know, the... And, and you know that we know from the from the Bible that the as we as we receive these spiritual gifts, God gives. Uh, you know, you might can have different spiritual gifts than I have. Sure. But we might work really well together because you do things that I don't do very well, and vice versa. And so we haven't even talked about this. But have you done a spiritual gifts test before? Yeah, it, I, and it was years ago, and I okay, uh, I went into it. Um, why I have no idea, but I just kind of was, kind of was nervous to find out what my spiritual gifts oh, were. Oh, really? But frankly, they were kind of where I lean, anyways. Right? There's a, um, and, and I can't remember the 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 exact verbiage that was used, right? But hospitality, um, okay, was one of those things. Encouragement and leadership; those three things together, okay, basically was the 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 head of what I what my gifting was. Okay, yeah. great. So you know now kind of what you do well and how how God's gifted you and I know what you know, I know what how God's gifted me. I'm not sure that I do it well. <laughs> and so I would just encourage folks if you've not done a spiritual gifts test before, there are both spiritual gifts tests in like booklet forms. So I'll, I can leave some links for that. Also, there are some that are online spiritual gifts tests that you can do. And boy, I know for me even going into a ministry situation, you know, I know where I'm going to be able to best serve and where I'm not going to be able to best serve. And that's kind of good for both for the, you know, the, the ministry that I'm working for and for me, because I'm, uh, as a younger man, as an example, I was being, being put in places where, you know, I just wasn't finding a lot of success or satisfaction. And it wasn't necessarily in a fleshly way that I needed satisfaction, but you know, it's also, it's always nice to know that you're, you're serving in ways that God's gifted you. Yeah. And as I learned about that, I got, I figured out, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's why, because being put in things. And so now I, I find that I'm, I'm, I'm in situations where I'm most effective. I'm the biggest help 
best areas where I can serve. And I do find like, yeah, I want to do that again because that was really how God gave me. So the, the fourth tool that we're going to give is similar to the next one. And this, this tool is particularly for people who feel like as they're, as they're praying and spending that extended time that they feel like maybe God's calling them overseas in particular. And so there's a number of tools. Uh, there's a there's a ministry, for example, called Pioneers that's based out of Orlando, Florida, and they have something called the Missions Assessment Profile. And sort of long story short, what the Missions Assessment Profile is, is it's also a test that you take. There's a booklet you can buy. Actually, you can go to the Pioneers website at pioneers.org and purchase one of these tests, and you go through it. It is testing more what your temperament is as it relates to the missions field because i've been i've been doing this long enough to know that there's just some people who are made for the missions field particularly overseas and conversely there are people who just clearly are not right and so and you know you definitely want to know that yeah you kind of God might have made you in a way that would be, uh, you're fit for that. And if you're not fit for that, it's just, you know, maybe God's calling you to stay here, uh, stay local. And boy, it sure would be good to know in advance to have whatever tools you could have to find that out in advance rather than getting overseas and then having to find that out the hard way later, right? So so I'll put a link of on that as well. The fifth tool that we have is something that I've mentioned before in my six steps to great commission fulfillment, but it's just so key, right? If you don't know how to share the gospel and share your own story and share your faith, uh, you're just not going to know, uh, in terms of great commission fulfillment, it's just going to be hard to, hard to do that. And so, so the fifth tool is find a way that fits you best on how to share the gospel. And so I'll put a link to the the tool that I use, which is the bridge illustration. Mm. And it's just a very simple thing you can write out. On, what I guess what I like about it, it's a simple tool. You can, once you learn it, you can write it out on a napkin. You know, back when I was doing campus ministry, we do it on the inside of a pizza box. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, you know, it's very easy to do, very easy to learn. And so we know that, uh, we think we mentioned last time, Ken, the, Second Timothy four passage, where Paul encourages us to preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, repro- reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. And so we're all called to preach the word and to be ready in season and out of season. And there are plenty of tools. You know, the Campus Crusade has the four spiritual laws. Um, you know, there's other tools that 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 you've learned that you can learn. So. I know for even what you're doing, Ken, with your business, you know, it's just, it's, I mean, just for anything, it's just good to know how to share your faith in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the key is to not, and again, we talked about this before too, is to not be afraid to share. I, you know, I coach football, so I, I a football uh, equation is easy for me, right? You, when you join a football team and you've never played football before, well, you can't be afraid to get on the field and play. You have to go play. 
Um, it doesn't matter what your level of expertise is to get out there and start. Mm -hmm. um, but as you go, you have a playbook, you have study to do, you have, you have constant uh, participation and refining of your skill set so that you can be the best at the position that you're given, so that you can be the best contributor to the team, so that you can you know, uh, lead by example, all those characteristics that we would see uh, in any uh, participation, whatever it might be, extracurricular activities, vocation, whatever. As a Christian, right? You, when you get there, you're. It's a fresh playing field. You're. That's you right. Know, don't be afraid to get out there and play. You have to. Uh, and then as you go, you have tools that God's given you. Um, him being the most important. Um, and then through His Word, which is part of Him, you know that being uh, a resource that you have to learn how to share the gospel, right? But you, mm -hmm. but sharing your faith is the key starting point. You can't be afraid uh, to to tell people your story. Um, that's it's right. The, it's the best place to start. Yeah, that's right. And that's what I, and I've actually changed my perspective about this. So uh, back when I started with the Navigators in the early 90s, it was really just the, the bridge illustration and you learn how to do that. And I think over the years, I've just learned those tools are, are important. At first, though, if, boy, if you can just share your story, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's hard for people to refute uh, because it's what happened to you, right? So, yeah. so you start with that, and then as you go farther, of course, these other tools get more into. Here's what actually the Bible says about the human condition and why Jesus came and what that means to you, and you know, you're kind of going through the scriptural content. So, uh, so yeah, so knowing how to share your share your faith and share the gospel is is key. So, uh, Ken, we've got four other uh, tools to share. Let's go through those as we. After we take our break, and it uh, seems like a good time to take a break, and we'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Tom Moeller. As a pastor or ministry leader, you know the value of having congregation members excited about God's work, both at home and abroad. Think about having a church full of people who know their place in God's great mission, engaged to reach the world for Jesus. That's a church on fire. Or maybe you're a conference director looking for a dynamic speaker to come in and point people toward fulfilling the Great Commission in their lives. Mike Falkenstein would love to come and serve your church or conference by making a great speech to attendees on a Sunday morning or for a weekend event, making your event a huge success. Mike has a deep desire to make your job easier. Visit Mike's website at Mike falkenstein.com and go to the speaking page to find out more about how you can have them come and serve you in this way. Well, Ken, I'm just uh, enjoying this discussion so much and it's fun to kind of look at some of these resources to find Great Commission fulfillment and our our number six resource is something that um, could even be higher on this list. For those that are believers and are involved in a local congregation, you know, hopefully your church and your pastors at your church have some resources of their own, right? And so mm -hmm. they may even have a spiritual gifts test that they that they take people through. They might even, you know, have some classes where they're, you know, they're teaching you how to share the gospel. So the, the number six resource is we always want to remember, you know, to be participating in the local body. And, you know, you start kind of at your local church finding out kind of what because there may already be some tools there. So I know that you've found some fulfillment at your local churches, and mm -hmm. uh, it's a good place to start, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, and getting involved. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you never, 
it's a, a great place to start in uh, not just your obligation to the Great Commission, but just to be a, a part of a community of believers that supports you. Um, and you'll find that God uses that community in a lot of different ways to put you in different places. Find a way to serve in your church. Yeah, um, that's right. Find a way to serve in your church uh, first. Uh, that's a that's a great place. You'll you'll be you know automatically linked up to other opportunities yeah that's yeah. right yeah that's right and i often say that you know even at first if it's even just picking up a broom or you yeah. know they might yeah. just need help doing those kinds of things and then that leads to other parts as you're as you're as you're involved in your local faith community and that's just a it is a great place to start so yeah. and let me just say you know i mean right now we're you know, we're in November. Uh, That's right. We're getting, we're kicking off into the holiday season, right? Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I will, I will say that um, I would maybe all churches, but most for sure have tremendous opportunities to serve in small capacities this time of year. Um, there's that's so right. much going on. That's right. Year. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then as it relates to the, really the reason for the season, right? Yeah. There could just be some cool ways to, incorporate that with you know actually the story of the birth of jesus and yeah, all of that absolutely. so yeah so that's great so uh number seven on our list is something that i know at least for me was what really triggered you know my my greater involvement which was just initially to go on a short-term missions trip and so if you've and i can't explain t- to you all exactly why this is but there's just something that god does I think when you leave your comfort zone of home and you go on a trip and it could be an international or a, even a local trip, you know, Ken, you and I were just talking about, we're here in kind of Denver, Colorado area. And, you know, I mean, there are opportunities to Indian reservations in Arizona or, you know, something in New Mexico or just across the border into Mexico. And there's something that you can even within a, a, a good day's drive, you know, you can do. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a really great uh, website that I'll just mention. And it's literally shorttermmissionstrip.com. And um, they sure seem like they've got, a, I mean, you just pick kind of whatever you want to go to, what your dates are. And, you know, they'll generate, um, you know, the opportunities that they that uh, that they have. And so um, they are a member of this. There's a there's an organization called the Standards of Excellence in Short Term Mission, which, again, I'll provide that website. Kind of the tricky part for us that have been doing this for a while about short term trips is that you can do it really well or you can kind of be more of a burden to the local folks that you're that you're trying to serve. And so, you know, just kind of, t- I would just say team up with an organization that really seems like they kind of know what they're doing. And, you know, Ken, you were, you were even talking about just even, a, you know, a week at a homeless shelter or a, mm-hmm. something like that. It can be real valuable. Yeah, huh? committing to committing to a, a small period of, short period of time um, that you're doing something more than just for a, you know, a 30 minute or one hour serve, you know, but not that that's bad. Uh, it's good. Right. Every, everything has that value. But we, we had mentioned like a rescue mission type thing here. Uh, the Denver rescue mission is fantastic, but, and they're full of people serving all the time. But if you can find an opportunity like that, where you go maybe for not just one dinner, but maybe four dinners in a row, uh, or a lunch and a dinner, lunch to dinner, lunch, you know, something that you do repeatedly, um, so that you start to not just, uh, go, wow, that was kind of a cool experience. I got to see some things I didn't ever see before, but no, now you actually 
uh, meet people and know people and see results and get communication and uh, you build a relationship. It's there's just a difference to having more than one time. Uh, you know, in multiple days would be beneficial. I think. Yeah, that's right. And even as you're talking, I'm thinking because I'm trying to figure out, you know, what God is, what God does in those kinds of things. And I think at least a part of it is. You know, we're thinking not only of our own interests, but of, of others' interests. And there's just something that God does there, having to trust him for bigger things. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen when you go down there. Yeah. And so you got to exercise faith. I mean, I think there's just a lot of things that God does to in our lives. So so there's, uh, you know, not only shorttermmissiontrips.com, but, you know, you might already be supporting a missionary who is, hey, yeah, come. And, you know, I know for me, I had uh, made some friends with some navigator staff who were who were serving in China. And then from there, they invited me to come on a five-week trip. And and they kind of just showed me what they were doing. And that was just a real benefit. So so you might already have some folks that you can contact and say, hey, you, you know, we'd love to come see what you're doing in Ethiopia. Or is there a way we can put together a group? And I mean, you can kind of even make your own missions trip too. So sure, sure. if you're already supporting some folks. So so uh, number eight actually is kind of a tag on to what uh, Ken you were just saying, but I had put on here, just find a place to serve locally. Um, because as I've said before, if you're not doing a good job sort of here locally where you're at, uh, it's just going to be hard for you to go do something effective, you know, overseas, mm-hmm. right, you right. know, and it's just a good kind of testing ground and you don't have to go far to find people who are without Jesus. And again, kind of a homeless shelter or, you know, doing a web search for just for local ministries and, you know, as a uh, president of a of a nonprofit, you know, Christian ministry, I can tell you that, you know, we're always looking for people to come and serve and help in a number of ways. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there's just a lot of places to be able to serve locally. Uh, and then finally, I would just say number nine, and this is again, maybe taking this full circle, right? So at the beginning, we're mentioning praying and spending kind of extended time with the Lord. And I would just say, gosh, just keep an open hand always to to God as it relates to your involvement. Because what you might just find is that as you open up your heart to, to what he's doing, he might do some things, right? Mm, so yeah. his will for us is at times changing, at least in terms of our, our local participation and Boy, Ken, I, I know you agree with me. It's just great to always kind of keep an open hand in terms of what God wants to do in our lives. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, I think that if we uh, if we keep that in mind uh, as a as that checkpoint at the end of our time. So there's there's the opening, like you said, prayer time with God, and then no matter what our uh, movement is in these areas, if we're going out and physically doing something, if we're getting involved in emissions, um, also at the end of it, kind of wrapping up with that, okay, God, what's next? What do I do now? Mm -hmm. What's the next best step for me uh, to accomplish what you want me to accomplish? Um, Always knowing that it's, it's about what God wants to do with and through you, not about what you want to do for God. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I hope, uh, folks, that this has been a, a help to you. Again, if you're listening to the podcast uh, via one of the podcast uh, delivery services, I'd encourage you to go to my website, mikefalkenstein.com, and uh, there'll be all kinds of links and resources um, that's, that are related to these nine things. I guess... Um, Ken, as we end this time, boy, you've just really put a you've put the the nail in in just saying, boy, it's just great to, yeah, it's just always great to kind of keep an open hand to the Lord and what He wants, and I guess that's what I would encourage folks to do to to be able to 
to see Great Commission fulfillment in your own lives. So uh, thanks for joining us, everyone, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast.